Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, episode 85. I'm Nick Cole, and we've got some juice for the caboose. Exactly. Going to break it all down for you in this apocalypse that we all find ourselves in. This ongoing, never-ending apocalypse crisis that I think actually is just kind of getting ramped up after what I listened to today. <laughs> Do tell. Do tell. What did we listen to today? Oh, man. Singlest of whitest of Medusae. Well, um, I mean, we listened to a good Steve Bannon show today uh, in which he had his regular guest, Jack Prisobiec, on, who we like. And he had, uh, what was that, like, military guy on? Michael Yon? Do you know that name? I think I recognized the name, Michael Yon. Yeah, and Trump's like doctor it. guy, Peter Navarro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a good show. That was interesting. Um, talking definitely about the war in Taiwan that is ramping up to brewing, be war. Brewing. Brewing. But the very likely war in Taiwan, I should say. It does seem like it's going to go kinetic unless there is some sort of strong stance from the administration. It was noted that there are generals on both sides who do not want this, but there do seem to be generals on the Chinese side that are basically really egging this on and really wanting to go. Um... When you look at the history of false flags that have been really common for quite a long time, but even going back, you know, in terms of modern war, World War II, Japan's false flag to invade China, things like that, like, it would not be uncommon at this moment to see a false flag. So what they were theorizing on War Room was that most likely um, China is attempting with these air incursions to incur some kind of false flag so that it can go ahead and get the gig, the, the go-ahead to basically take Taiwan, which Taiwan is known as America's aircraft carrier in the Pacific, and it basically guards the northern entrance, entrance and sea routes into the Chinese Sea, which, why that's important right now, 80% of global shipping. Yeah, and I think they said 92% of... I was going to ask you what they were superconductors yeah right? yeah 92 percent yeah. of superconductors and almost a hundred percent of the very like 98 percent of the super high speed like really high dollar uh superconductors yeah so i mean do you know off the top of your head uh, kind of like what are those used for superconducting <laughs> okay that sounds good <laughs> i'll look it um, up anything that requires like a processor so, like, obviously computers uh, any, would like fall your, under from that. From your toaster to your computer okay, to okay. your car. Like, Anything pretty much in modern either. society, everything. Yeah. And it makes you wonder why we're not doing this locally and why we're not doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. And I think if we actually had Trump in, like, he would he would be up there with, like, some super half-assed plan to uh, start doing microprocessors. We're going to do them in Vegas. We're going to make Trump's microprocessors. It's going to be the greatest. People have already looked at our designs. They, they tell us we're very brave for doing this. They tell us we, we're the best. We tell us they're the best. <laughs> and, and, and all of that, all of that would be true with Trump. But you know what? There'd be some factory out there banging away at this stuff, getting it done, and we'd have something instead of the let's have nothing. You know, because we can't count Silicon. I mean, Taiwan is often called uh, Silicon Valley East. Um, we can't count on our own Silicon Valley because those people are screwing us left and right and are probably, you know, behind the entire manufactured global shipping crisis. Now, something that kind of occurred to me 
I'm rolling up the windows because there's some jet noise. You are not experiencing the side effects of a vaccination. No beeping in your head. We listened to that earlier today. That's that's nicer. Now we're back in the NPR studio. Yeah. We were out doing the live remote. Now now we're doing this. Um, <laughs> but uh, we can't count on our own Silicon Valley because they're such traitors. You know, and 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 you look at what Facebook is doing. We talked to that yesterday. Uh, ID Prism jumped in there and explained he had some thoughts on it. So go back and read those comments from yesterday. Those were insightful. At the end of the day, the one thing that we can say is someone is monkeying around with Tiffany Dover's account, whether they are doing it through the platform or they are doing it with her access login codes or her old phone. Don't know, but it is interesting and if i didn't have so many projects going on i'd probably grab a cameraman and a sound recorder guy and i'd drive out there to uh, tennessee and i'd do my own tiffany documentary and try to uh, get to the bottom of it not to do not to make any money not to do anything i just think that's the linchpin of the entire story now an interesting thing a lot of people are talking about and it's something that's very odd and I said it during the pandemic because we would top this rise at PCH uh, in Newport where we could kind of look down and see the Bay of Los Angeles and see all the shipping. And I remarked to Single White Medusa one time, I said, that looks like an invasion fleet. Yeah, I remember. That was maybe, what would you say, a few months ago? And for about probably two to three months, we kept commenting on it. We kept being like, yep, there's still so many out there. Um, so would that be the the backup already? Like that that we're they're definitely talking about now? Was the backup already happening then? Is the that... backup is even worse no, now. Yeah. By orders of yeah. magnitude. We are we are definitely heading towards a crisis of some sort with the supply chain. There have been some cryptic hints from this administration, Kamala Harris was noted as saying, and other politicians have said it, uh, buy your Christmas presents now. Well what does that mean? You know, does it mean that there's a shipping crisis? Because I'm seeing truck traffic come out of the ports. What I'm being told at the ports is the problem or the longshoremen can't won't go in there to offload because they don't uh, they don't want to get that. Va- uh, I don't think it's a vaccination issue, but it might be. But the issue is not really clear. And again, why don't you just deploy the National Guard to get that done? Because there are several National Guard units that are really good at unloading uh, heavy uh, equipment and containers and things like that. Um, so, or at least could get it done, but obviously there's no one in charge in the state of California or Washington, which are your three deep water ports interested in doing anything like that. And that makes you wonder because in the state of New York and Massachusetts, they're deploying the national guard, uh, to, uh, because hospital workers who've been working with COVID and been giving the vaccine shots, don't want to do it themselves. Oh, I don't know why, because they've seen the side effects and they're not interested in being paralyzed for the rest of their life or having neurological problems or just a whole host of things that we studied today. Testimonies, where we actually listened to actually injured people, not just uh, you're, you, you heard about this guy or whatever, but like actual two solid hours of testimonies of people who had been vaccinated, injured, vaccine injured. And it was awful. It was as awful as you. It, it's a video that I would not likely recommend that you watch in the company of a lot of people because it's pretty harsh stuff and it's pretty hard to take. 
And so, but we'll post that and you can check that out. Um, it is in Israeli. You will have to read the subtitles, um, except for M.A. Rothman. He can read Israeli because he, he speaks it. Cool. Um, but uh, Hebrew, as they say, <laughs> as they say in the upper coast Ivy League languages, he speaks Hebrew. <laughs> um, so there, there's that. But I said to Single White Medusa, I said, you know, if you look out at that bay, that looks like an invasion fleet. Well, it's worse now. It's worse now. And there are people positing something incredibly crazy. So if you look at the global situation right now, the biggest concern in everybody's mind, tactically, kinetically, warfare-wise, is we're all focused on Taiwan. We're all focused on Taiwan. And, Ta- and, and the Japanese are, not Japanese, Chinese are overflying Taiwan and, and they're doing like this really like, now we're flying over this, you know, target us with your radar. You know, like, it's like, okay, but if I was going to do a surprise attack, I wouldn't do that stuff. Yeah. You know, and so I'm a little concerned that that's not actually the attack. And I know this is a wild thought, but believe me you, when the Chinese want to do something, their threshold for comfort and sacrifice is far lower or bigger or greater, whichever you choose to term that, than the average American citizen. And and so what if there's a lot of those containers out there that are loaded with a lot of armaments, loaded with a, loaded with a lot of drones, a lot of supplies, and a lot of, you could call it special operations Chinese troops, you could call it grunts, I don't know what you could call it, but those containers could be bringing in, I'm not saying like entire ships full, but you could be bringing in hidden significant numbers. And we see that there is something going on with our government where, you know, the borders are just wide open. And then mysteriously, all these Haitians are being picked up on the other side of the border and being spirited away by other people who are giving them credit cards, taking them out for manicures, getting them all set up. Like, they are being moved through South America, through the Darien Gap in Panama, um, by some sort of like very controlled enterprise aiming these massive, now numbering at half a million, half a million Haitians. Now, just so you know, there's only one million U.S. Army personnel. Hmm. There are only 100,000 Marines. So, you know, when someone says there's 500,000 Haitians coming here... I'm not saying all of them are soldiers, but combining with other elements and you could possibly have Chinese in those containers, you're starting to shape up to a fairly significant force that, uh, and I don't know, I don't know, but I'm just saying like, why are they telegraphing the punch on Taiwan so much? But, you know, take out that shipping map that everybody's showing. And to me, that seems like, man, if I was going to, you know, sort of mollywomp a nation, if I was going to jump somebody, I would have those those freighters as Q ships. They're called Q ships in World War II and stuff like that. But they're actually they could actually be armed. They could have missile systems. They could have they could be dirty bombs. They could contain some troops. But it, it concerns me that there is a boondoggle at the ports for no real reason. Um, some say it's the trucker traffic or whatever, but. This seems like, again, a National Guard problem if it's trucker traffic, because many National Guard units are transportation units. 
And so they could be driving these trucks. Loading, again, not a problem for the military, and especially these local state state militaries and militias. But you see none of these super leftist governors who were who were so interested in calling out the National Guard and getting them onto streets, which is now happening in the U.S. significantly. In two, two places, the National Guard is now going out onto the streets to drive buses uh, for school children and to go into hospitals. These are precursors to move the military onto the streets to put them. And, you know, I've lived in a city, New York, single white Medusa did. After 9-11, when you had military in the streets, you had military in the in, in, in the train stations and things like that. So we're moving to that posture, but it concerns me that the supply chain is is being allowed to fail and at the same time really put up a lot of ships clogging to get into the United States that if you were a foreign actor with bad intentions seem like a really great opportunity to move a bunch of troops onshore. I know that seems crazy. It's probably going to be Taiwan. Or they're going to go jump uh, South Korea and we're not going to do a damn thing about that. Or they're going to go after Australia. They've threatened Australia with nuking it. So we know Australia won't come to our aid from the south. Um, the Japanese have their own new brand new aircraft carrier that they are currently uh, training in the South China Sea with two of our carriers and one of the UK's. So they're definitely concerned about something there. But again... Uh, if you're China and you're making it clear you're going to go after Taiwan and we're repositioning military assets to counter that, wouldn't it be interesting if the attack was somewhere else completely? I don't know. I've played enough strategy games to know that's what I would do. I've studied enough military history and successful conquerors to know that that's the kind of crazy stuff that they did. And when you look at military history, um, 68% of the victories are won by smaller forces doing more reckless, uh, uncounted for things. But don't worry. We've got Joe Biden up there. He's got a handle on it. He knows what's going on. He's a master strategist. No, it feels like everybody in the White House is what? Working with no hands. Oh, yeah. The big sure. thing is they're, they're, they're setting up a set, a fake set across the street and trying to convince people that's the White House. I don't even know that it's across the street. Mm-hmm. But like fate, like, and they can't even get like the pictures in the window of the set where Biden's getting his vaccine, right? The roses are blooming. Roses don't bloom this time of year. Oh, like, I mean, like, problem, like man. you're trusting these people who can't even con you correctly and, and aren't even explain like, what is the reason for this set? Why can't you use the real White House? I know. And and why are you why are you creating this phonyism, you know, of a fake set and a badly badly constructed fake set at that, um, when you're getting a shot where you're supposed to be like actually like trying to lead and and get people to trust you to take a third booster shot that they are concerned may hurt them because the second one seems to be killing a lot of people and injuring them. So why would you be duplicitous about something that you're doing to gain trust? Yeah, it's crazy. I think your theory is very legit. I mean, legit. This is, let me say this. Consider. This is one I don't want to be right on. Well, I'm just saying. I do not want to be right on the uh, there's a Chinese force or bad actors or something in a lot of those chi those ships that are going to screw us. But I'm telling you, just pull out the map and look at it yourself. 
and pretend you're playing Civ World Conqueror 6. What do you do? Yeah, no, but just to expect the unexpected. It's at least at least a good thing to consider and kind of look for and keep in mind. Bonus uh, points if anybody can remember uh, which uh, 90s heyday, I think it was 90s, maybe 20s or something, uh, 2000s. Um, but wasn't that like a like a movie trailer? Expect the unexpected. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was. I don't yeah. know which one. I don't but... know which one either. I can just remember <laughs> it, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't Oh Brother Where Art Thou. But yeah. if you know which one, <laughs> post it in the comments, and we'll see if we can get you a treat out of the treat treat drawer. He was gonna say, <laughs> then he choked. <laughs> so I'll I'll jump in. Um, yeah, you were listening to a really interesting thing this morning that I heard most of, but I didn't hear all of it. Um, you can maybe share with people what it was, but it was, uh, like a specific weekly report about the supply shortages, very specifically, like there are these shortages here in this state, blah, blah, blah. And really they had, they had a really good sense of that. What was that? Yeah. J.R. Uh, Handley, one of our, our, our listeners and friends, um, he posted that a few weeks ago and I've gotten into that channel. Um, it's called S2 Intel update. I will post that in the comments and they do a weekly update and then they do some topical stuff but if you understand military concepts the s2 is the intelligence section of an organization and so it's just a big intel brief on what they think is relative uh going on conus and oconus united states and outside the united states so i found it to be very interesting but yeah they were you you will see that supply chain map there that you will see the national guard deployments uh it's just basically an intel briefing and it covers everything that you kind of need to know and some interesting things you know about nighttime illumination and uh what lunar cycle because you know here's something as we get into preparedness i was kind of saving it but hey why not jump in right now um so we're putting together our gear our kit we're getting extra food um i do believe that and i hope again one of those things i hope i'm going to be wrong for um, but I do believe that you should anticipate some sort of internal conflict within the United States. Um, there does seem to be a growing resistance. There does seem to be um, the Biden administration does seem to have fractures appearing. Um, Kamala and Kerry have definitely gone one way. Um, there was a secret meeting with Kamala in uh, Palm Springs. Now, we covered on one of the podcasts maybe 10 or so ago who lives in Palm Springs? Who lives in Palm Desert? Who has a secret love shack nobody knows about? Ding, 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 Barack Obama. Um, and you can make of that what you will, but there is a large gay population there. <laughs> yes, there is. So, so just, you know, whatever it is. So she goes, and they won't let any press photograph it. They won't let the press follow her out to the airplane. And they try to hush up the whole trip, which she stays the night for. So maybe he's not gay. <laughs> you know, maybe he's uh, but who, maybe he's just greedy, as Dave yeah. Chappelle would say. <laughs> so, um, Kerry nukes Biden on the French, basically saying Biden doesn't know what the hell's going on in a very nice way. You know, like basically, you know, stabbing your boss in the back. So there's definitely those kind of divisions going on. There definitely is. Um, let's go, Brighton. Let's go, Brandon. That that's really <laughs> yeah. beginning to really take a groundswell. <laughs> But at the same time, we've got the techs, Facebook, playing this game 
where they're like, you know, the problem is there's not enough censorship and we need to censor harder because our own whistleblower who was helping us cover shit up came out and said, you know, we don't censor enough. So there's that. Now, if we go back to some of these false flag attacks or like we go back to, say, when Russia invaded the Crimea, um, there was the same sort of Internet shenanigans and outages. So some are now saying that Facebook's downing was a test run. So I'm saying all that to say I do think that we could be headed into some sort of you might need to, you know, we've talked about defend yourself. I think that's the most likely. I think that there will be a disruption in government. I think that bad actors within the United States will try to take advantage of that. You could move to the next step where you see an Orwellian state beginning to do the things that Australia is doing um, and weaponizing the military against its own citizenry. We see this total, you know, milquetoast turd, Merrick Garland, the uh, attorney general in name only. Um, We see him attempting to weaponize. Oh, here it is. Everybody's favorite to the rescue organization ever, the FBI. Um, trying to weaponize the, uh, the 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 questions of parents against uh, getting vaccinated against the school board and critical race theory, and now trying to say that they are now parents are now this week domestic terrorists. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of that, I just pulled it up because it was so perfect. Uh, the Babylon Bee just had a little bit ago, quote, "I'm a little worried about what my son is learning in school." says dangerous to domestic terrorists exactly (laughs) no and that's and the the b there's no solid take you can get because that is the absolute truth and so it's always funny to watch the left is they can't you know like this week they're calling dave Chappelle a turf you know and i I just want to say to him like is that all you guys do is just think up new names to call everybody or then you know like you know i remember when uh the maga people were domestic terrorists and and the alt-right was domestic terrorists. And then the far-right was domestic terrorists. And then Ben Shapiro, Jew, was a domestic terrorist. And then and now it's like parents who probably voted for Biden. Because remember we were told the whole, all the, all the lady moms uh, didn't like Trump's bad speech and the grabbing. And, and they were rising up morally. Remember those? We were told that narrative. That's why. We were told that's why... Biden won and not to pay attention to let's go Brandon everywhere Joe Biden goes and at every sporting event and everywhere um, we were told that it was the lady moms with the children who just didn't want their children raised in a Trump world blah 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 and for their thankless work of electing the most electable president ever um, getting more votes than Barack Obama twice um that that now now those same moms are now the domestic terrorists. I can't wait until Kamala gets called a domestic terrorist. I can't wait until like because it it's never satisfied. It just keeps moving, moving left, and in in the end, anyone to the right of Stalin is a domestic terrorist, and you're literally seeing it happen. So it could be that scenario. Now we could move to the next scenario. The next scenario is. Huzzah! Chinese pop out of the containers and start blasting everybody and creating um, systemic disruption, which I'm telling you, if they take the port of L.A. and Long Beach, they're going to do it. They're going to screw the entire system because that 10 freeway feeds the entire United States. 
That's all they have to do right there. All they have to do is set off a dirty nuke in that port, and we are all screwed. Then they just run amok in Los Angeles machine gunning down everybody, and it's not like we're going to do anything. So you could have that scenario where you're going to need to respond violently or take care of yourself as everything collapses. Um, or, you, you know, you could have a combination of, of Joe Biden saying, you know, the military is really the domestic terrorist. Because because if we're going to go from uh, uh, Vox Day and, and the alt-right are domestic terrorists to Ben Shapiro, Jew, is a domestic terrorist, to Grizzly Mamas are now domestic terrorists, it's only a matter of time until we get to the military is full of domestic terrorists and you know what we need? We need the UN. And they're, oh, yeah. they're unionized French armies and all that kind of stuff. And they need to come here. And then, of course, Russia and China will be like, yes, the United States is a bunch of racist bigots. We will go there and occupy your streets. So I've just given you four scenarios in which you might need to use weapons to shoot people and defend yourself and defend your family and to defend your freedom and all that kind of stuff. Having said that, you might want to invest in night vision because night vision is an absolute game changer. Most people don't possess night vision, and if you have night vision in the kingdom of the blind, which is nighttime, which is going back to that S2 Intel report, where you only have about 11% of illumination right now this time of year, if something were to happen at night, it is very dark out, and we're going to have a lot of cloud cover because it's going to be a dark winter. Corn property is dark winter. <laughs> um, so we're going to have that. So having night vision, it's a little on the expensive side. Don't buy cheap night vision. You're looking at about four grand for a pair of PVS 14s. You can find some other things. You could just get a night vision scope for your rifle. You could just get some night vision to walk around in. But if you really want to elevate your game, there'll be some other things that you need if you're going to operate with night vision um, on a sort of weapon type thing. You're going to need to have a laser designator, and it's going to need to be linked up to your rifle and zeroed, and you're going to need to have an illuminator so that it enhances your night vision. But I'm telling you, once you begin to work with night vision, you want to work at night to do the things that you need to accomplish to take care of your children. Most likely that is when savage sort of gangs and thugs uh, are going to operate or sort of an illegal government start might start rounding up people who don't want to get the vaccination or the domestic terrorists who think that having constitutional rights is a good thing. Those will be the next domestic terrorists if they're not already. So again, I have granted on the S2 thing to tell you Begin to look at night vision, watch some videos, learn about it, see what you can do. But now that you've acquired weapon systems and defenses and maybe possibly a plate carrier and some armor and some good boots, and maybe you spent a little money and got some cry precision pants because no one should be shooting in jeans or slacks. You should have that. Might be good to get some knee pads. They have some very nice cool knee pads that you want to have. You're now kind of ready to move around. The game changer of what makes you really, you know, competitive, let's call it competitive, would now be night vision. That would be the next place that you want to go. It's a bigger step. But if any of these scenarios that I have laid out, and again, disclaimer, I hope none of them come true. This would really give you an advantage in those kind of situations. Yeah, exactly. Um, I saw one other thing about the supply shortage thing, because I think it's a combination of things. And there's all the things that we talked about. But there's another aspect coming soon, I guess, is that China has already kind of implemented, like they've basically figured out that their factories and whatnot have been using too much coal. 
um, for what their socialist state allows or whatever. So they've basically now cut down, um, for example, like in certain areas, certain factories, if people normally worked six days a week, now they can only work four days a week, yada, yada, yada. So um, they will still be producing some of the supplies that those factories make, but less. So there's at least going to be, you know, less of a lot of stuff. If it even makes it through, if it even makes it here. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm telling you, watch this supply ch- supply chain fiasco. Like, I'm telling you, like, if we had a Trump, yes, he would get up and say all that crazy Trump stuff. This stuff would be fixed. Or let me let me put it this way in OCS terms or being an officer. He would have made a plan, and yeah. even if it was a bad plan. He would have made a plan. If you are looking at the supply chain problem, no one is making a plan. In fact, decisions are being made that are like, let's do this thing. Let's lay off all the mm-hmm. evil hospital workers who don't want to vaccinate truckers. And let's lay off the truckers because they're bad and they want to kill Gam Gam. And Gam Gam can't go out. Nobody can go out in dark winter and Christmas. And like, like literally there are all these feely decisions. Orgy Porgy and feely. Ding, 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 if you can guess that novel. Um, that are being made in lieu of actual good decisions regarding, I'm telling you, like, it's days away now, I feel. It's days away, maybe a couple of weeks away, but it is going, this this supply chain problem without some kind of leadership and some kind of good decision making is already blowing up, and we've discussed that and everything like that, but listening to that S2 tell, Intel report today and looking at those ships, like, it's worse than you think. And the thing that concerns me is there's no one making any decisions. There, There is no white knight here. There is no election where someone with a plan can have any kind of meaningful power to change the course of events really rapidly. There will have to be something utterly dramatic. Now, what I fear, and I've talked about it here, is that as this administration begins to realize the jig is up on the vaccines because there are too many people in being injured and that the controls are fading and stuff like that, Single White Medusa and I were talking about this lunch, like, well, what's next? Well, what's coming next from them in their plan, which their plan might not have anything to do with with China's plan. China's plan could be totally different, but their plan could be like, well, let's give everybody a crisis that makes them completely afraid and gets their mind off all the crises that we've been making them afraid with that they're getting inoculated to immune. Like people are like, oh, I don't care about the mass. You know, you get it. You get it. Vaccine sounds pretty rough. I'm going to take my chances with the virus. OK, that's where kind of everybody is right now. There are a lot of people like, oh, no, no, I I've got to be triple vaccinated. And I have actually created a whole new separate identity so I can be vaccinated again. I guarantee you there are people like that. How much money do you want to bet? Well, I would bet money on it, except that I don't think there's any, uh, you know, medical professional who's giving vaccines that would bat an eye, uh, bat an eye at giving you as many vaccines as you want. Like, yeah. I think if you wanted... <laughs> <laughs> to just show up every few weeks and get get a new booster like i don't know like i don't think they'd turn you down <laughs> i just curious like does anyone know anybody who's gotten more than three vaccines if you whoever whoever knows somebody and can like kind of prove it you know or just tell you know like we trust you you don't have to lie if you whoever has a friend who has the most vaccines 
I will give you a signed copy of Strange Company. And I'll, you know, it's going to be some guy with like 10 vaccines. Or like, you know, if you, I, I, I've heard that there are some people in Israel who are now to the fourth, I believe. Like I saw that, that, seems rough. that fourth is at least beginning to be administered <laughs> in Israel. But uh, I mean, I'd be surprised if anyone had it in the United States, unless it's what we were talking about. Someone that just yeah. uh, wanted to. So my concern is, as but the most of us are, I think a lot of people I have met who have been vaccinated have said, listen, uh, one and two are pretty rough. I'm not doing three. I feel like I dodged a bullet. I realize the injuries are out there. Then you see, like, we listened to a great video today. We talked about it. We'll post it in the comments of people who said, worst mistake of my life. Yeah. Worst mistake of my life. I'm not getting, you know, I, I got vaccinated. And literally, you know, a lot of these stories, if not all of them, these people's lives were looks like forever ruined so there's an inoculation factor against the fear that we've been boiled in for two years um if you look at the rhetoric coming out of the deep state overstate super state whatever they're called you know that they can never let us have control again like that just isn't in the plans like that trump derailed hillary and you know we i do really think like all of this was kind of supposed to go down in 2016. Um, that Trump derailed Hillary taught them, like, you guys can never have power again. Do you see any election reform going on? No, no, you don't see any of that. In fact, in our state, the governor said, we will vote by mail for the rest of our lives. And that's the only way we'll vote. That's what he said. That is the only way we'll vote from now on. So California will never, ever flip. And they will do this because it works in other countries. So we are barring something dramatic never going to be in power again but we're we're getting inoculated to the fear that they've laid on us for the last two years and you know not being vaccinated so they're going to need to come up with something to overcome that inoculation so i think i think you know the obvious one is it's a it's a new variant you know it's a double lambda variant and it's the worst thing ever and your butt will explode and all these kinds of things. It is interesting, someone pointed out, they said it's interesting the Japanese came out with a study that says corona causes restless anal syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it to the Japanese. And um, to come up with such a weirdly named thing uh, that probably perfectly describes it. Um, That Costco then turned around and said, hey, we're short on water and toilet paper, everybody. Now, What's the strategic move for that? Nothing that I can see in which you actually care about your fellow human beings because there isn't a water or toilet paper shortage. But Except now there is because you caused it. Right. It's like they try to create these fears. And so we know that people respond to fear. And so it's working. And so they're doing it. And that's the only thing that I can think is that like there probably is some giant fear aspect Headed towards us, it could be the wave of vaccination deaths. Which, if you're really digging into the data, you're listening to the people. They're telling you it's the vaccinated who are dying. So, obviously, pharma and the administration aren't going to turn around and say, "Oh, it's the vaccinated." They're gonna they're gonna say, "Oh, it's another variant. Uh, oh, it's the dirty unvaccinated. You need to give us more power. You need to give us more power. You need to give us more power." Fear, fear, fear. So. I think you're going to enter a, a big gut check moment in which the fear is probably going to feel real legitimate and you're going to have to stop and you're going to have to think and you're going to have to reason because 
this could be it. This could be the big power grab and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's just what I think. But something that just occurred to me, and I do think the next, you know, quote unquote variant could definitely be the next crisis that they'll use. But I was just thinking of the other thing that we've been talking about so much in this episode. I mean, a major massive supply chain crisis could actually be that next crisis. I mean, not the level that it's at now, which is just a lot of um, kind of, you know, seeing the signs of it and fear and stuff. But I mean, like, if it gets as bad as what it sounds like it could get, um, that could be the next crisis. Like, yeah, I mean, and you couple that with, you know, you know, they're going to have to cover up the supply chain crisis. They can't say, oh, we made every bad decision possible. They're going to say, oh, COVID caused this because everybody's too afraid to go to work and the vaccinated won't do their part and get vaccinated so they can unload cargo. And so it's, you know, I mean, you're not looking at people operating in good faith right now. You're looking at people who are thinking of themselves and how much power and money that they can take. I do believe that we're um, headed towards a financial collapse of actual real hard currency money you're seeing bitcoin really as people begin to realize oh we gotta we gotta do this nfts are like totally taking off nfts are totally taking off right now like i mean just like uh, out of control i didn't even know that i was working out this morning and the guy that i work out with hey he said to me hey if you do an nft um, I want to buy one off of you. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I just did one last night for Single White Medusa because I was testing it because I'm getting ready to give everybody uh, in who went in as a foundation member on this podcast their NFT token for a piece of art that I'm going to do. And and I think that'll be a really cool way of saying thank you for supporting the podcast. So if you'd like to get on that, go in as a foundational member in the subscribership or you can change your membership or whatever, we just appreciate you coming and listening to our crazy rants. And even though we don't even completely understand it yet, apparently, according to our workout buddy who trains us um, for CrossFit, uh, it could be worth a lot of money. Don't really understand how that is, but apparently NFTs are going through the roof. Yeah. Like, all like if I do something crazy or I get disappeared, like think, you could own an NFT by a crazy person. Exactly. <laughs> there are a lot of yelling guys that there's, are very There's some dude out here just yelling like... And he's like with the art gallery, which is funny. So NFTs could be a very interesting thing. Um, and it was fun. It took like quite a few hours to kind of get it all set up and blah, blah, blah. But I dug it. It was cool. It was hip. I hope people... You can actually see a picture of it on my Facebook page. Uh, I like to do this little thing with like maps that I make up and then kind of evocative wordplay so that we'll do that i'm thinking about maybe turning some of my book covers into nfts if people want to collect those um but the 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 sort of gift tokens to the foundation members um will be like a special piece of art just from me and i'm not saying it's anything to write home about but it's a collectible and who knows uh when everything falls apart maybe you can trade it for a can of wax beans (laughs) Um, who uses wax beans yeah, I mean, like, like, well, why call fresh, them fresh ones? Maybe why call them canned? wax beans? Like wax? Like I think I'm eating wax. That's true. I think that's just that's there's like all the different marketing turnoff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think fresh. They're good. It's like that English thing, spotted dick. Like, why would I want that? 
yeah, don't know on that one. <laughs> um, no, I, one other thing I wondered uh, that I wanted to ask you about, like, just cause I like to get your opinion on things cause you have an interesting mind for this type of stuff. So like if the supply chain's going to get pretty bad, let's just say, I don't know how bad, um, how long do you, do you foresee that lasting as in, I don't know. I've just been thinking of that again, like how long is this going to be? Like how many months of stuff do we want to have safely? You know, like food and stuff? Like, would you say longer than three months? Would you, would be your guess? It's hard to say because I would think that if we had a benevolent, uh, overstate that, um, I feel that it's a crisis that's going to be used to bring about a new way of life for us yeah. and their utopian. That's true. And I could see it, you know, I mean, obviously people had five hours of Facebook outage and, you know, that seemed to be a crisis for some people. I could see like really like three days to a week, mm. you know, where they turn off the internet and, you know, the main thing is for them to be able to come back like Facebook did and say, see what a crisis we're having and use that and kind of social engineer. But... When I do look at the poison death shot of the vaccine and I do look at who it hurt and what its intentions were, and then I line that up against social security obligations and the coming definancing collapse of social security in 2028, and you look that a lot of the people who died um, were on social security. And for about the next uh, five years, um, a lot of those people are going to die right about the time Social Security collapses. Now, here's a big point on why Social Security collapsing and not just having the people who are on it die is a really big problem. One of the really big problems with Social Security collapsing, and you can look all this up, it's supposed to collapse in 2028 um, because Johnson and every president and administration and Congress and Senate has been dipping into it ever since when they legally were not supposed to. But remember... You have to obey all the laws. They don't have to obey any of the laws that they pass. And oftentimes, they are exempt from them. Um, the really big problem for Social Security collapsing is actually for Big Pharma. Because so much of the pills and medicines that Big Pharma makes are subsidized by Social Security. So like it's a free money scheme for them. Well, when Social Security collapses, guess what? A lot of that money goes away for them, and they'll take it on the chin. So could be Big Pharma be behind the desire to possibly kill a bunch of people who are on Social Security so that you can, greater good, we're not evil, uh, make Social Security last longer for everybody by killing the people on Social Security? That's what they would tell you. What they really mean is so they can get more Social Security money for a few more years by selling discount pills and all this kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, that's a big crisis that's coming. Wow. So why all these crises? Why the vaccine crisis? Why the lockdown? Why are we now entering the supply phase? It is all to bring about a more structured, organized, this is what they would tell you, ordered world where, of course, they are at the top and it's unquestioned and they can no longer be dethroned because who makes a system where you can be kicked out? So it'll all be for their good. But of course, we will be offered benefits that will make our life better. Pods, bugs, all the bugs that you can eat, <laughs> uh, living your best, in, like unlimited, like six months vacation time, you know, because you won't be working. 
uh, digital currency that you have to spend at the Amazon mall on the approved products. And no, you can't buy guns or Bibles or comic books that aren't trans-centric. You know, all those things. They'll tell you how to spend your money. Your money. Um, so the question is, how long does it take to get to that? Well, the way to get to that is you have to break everybody. You have to kill the people who aren't going to go along with the program. And you have to break the people who will go along with the program. Well, what the vaccine taught me is there's about a third of the nation, probably to half, that will get in line to take the poison death shot. So I bet that was ahead of, I bet that exceeded their expectations. Hmm. Um, now you got to kill or convince everybody else. So let's say you got to kill about half those people and you got to convince about half of them. The way to convince the half is to kill the other half. And you do that through uh, fear, uncertainty, and disaster, or that's called FUD, or you do it through famine, disease, and violence. So supply chain shortage takes care of the famine. Um, disease, we've got that. And once you shut down all the hospitals, because there aren't a lot of hospital workers, and no, the National Guard's not going to pick up the slack... People aren't going to get their cancer checks. People are going to have appendicitis. People's, you know, long-term impactful medical conditions, Crohn's disease, autoimmune disease, all these things will go unchecked and untreated and kill more people for you. And then finally, with a breakdown in law, oh, you know what you'll have to do to make that happen? You'll have to defund the police. you got to get rid of the police. How do you do that? How do you get rid of the police so that they can't enforce it, anything? And so that, like, I don't know, people... Uh, can push people in front of subways in New York and they can burn down Main Street and they can engage in street violence between two gangs and the prosecutors can say, oh, they were just working out their solutions and their problems and they were all armed. We're not going to prosecute. That actually happened this week. So you're going to see a rise in violence. So you're going to see the famine and you can see the disease and you're going to see the, the violence take out all the people who don't get want to get along. Now, there are these databases that are being made, like people who listen to this podcast and people who read certain books and um, people who've signed petitions and people who have been photographed in crowds, you know, saying, uh, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> and they're going to have that drone over there. And that drone is flying around and it's capturing everybody's data and as much as it can. And if they can't kill you through the famine and if they can't kill you through the disease and if they can't kill you through the violence... Then that's when you're going to see the midnight no-knock disappearance raids in which you will be taken out to, you know, the happy camp. And they don't want to use up all their 7682 AP ammunition. They've been hiding at several facilities um, around the nation. So they'll just dig a slit trench and you'll be ordered in there because that's the processing theory. And then they're just going to push dirt over the top of you and no one's going to find you for about 100 years. Exactly. I was just thinking. Merry Christmas. I don't think so. But aren't three of those things that you mentioned three out of the four horsemen of the apocalypse in the in Revelation in the Bible? Yes, if you are playing eschatolo eschatological bingo, I just nailed it. And the fourth one would be the beast. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and so you know that that gets into some very interesting stuff. But a lot of people are claiming to be experiencing rises in paranormal activity. Um, there definitely is Satanism coming out of the closet. Uh, you hear all this stuff with the world global leaders about, you know, their Pizzagate parties, their spirit cooking. I mean, there is definitely some occult practices. 
And there have always been occult practices involved with totality. No, communism was not atheistic. They were really, the top leadership was really involved in Satanism. A lot of people will tell you that, and it's not just on Ancient Aliens History Channel. Same thing with Hitler and the Fun Bunch Nazis. They were into all that stuff. And so, yeah, Hillary Clinton and all of them, they hired this chick that does spirit cooking, and there is this Pizzagate artwork, and, you know, we've talked about all of that child abuse, which is part of satanic rituals and things like that. All that's there. So I think this podcast has given you all four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. And uh, finally, on an end note, you <laughs> you had this... Uh, thing about a black comic that you you were going to kind of discuss just a little bit about the uh he was saying I don't know like did his career get ended because he made like a transphobic comment or something um it had to do with like oh this oh like he was jealous of the other guy's career no you don't remember you told me you're like no no I've got it all I see the whole I see the whole rant that I that I said okay now I'm gonna tell you this I told her the rant earlier I'm like okay now at the end of the show I want you to plug this in because sometimes she'll say it at the beginning of the show and I've I've got it finished up for my like final you know where I go and that's the show but she'll start it at the beginning, and I got nowhere to go. Like, uh, <laughs> I'll do the rant for five minutes, and like, now let's talk, and it doesn't work. So today, in an effort to defeat, defeat, I told Single White Medusa, okay, here's the rant, and then this is what I'm going to say, and then Single White Medusa managed, I think, and I'm not criticizing you because you're so lovely and beautiful, and you did so good at CrossFit today. Maybe it was the copious amounts of booze you've had this afternoon. But I don't think you me. managed to get <laughs> any one of those details right. Oh, well, because I didn't know so, the story. So what we're talking about is Dave Chevelle, oh, yeah. and I wouldn't necessarily call him a black comic because I didn't it was because because okay. I'm a white guy, so I just call him a comic. No, I know. I didn't no, know hold it was on. Dave Chappelle. You're missing it. You're missing okay, okay. it. You're mi- you got all the details wrong. Okay. Dave Chappelle, comic. Yeah. Was talking about Duh Baby. Yeah, see, I don't know who that is. Some rap dude. Okay. That's who why. made transphobic comments. Yeah, that's why I was confused. And and everybody got mad at Dave and Duh Baby for making transphobic comments. And Duh Baby, can't even believe I'm saying this, <laughs> had his career ended. Uh-huh. Now, here's a little thing you don't know about Duh Baby. He shot a guy in Walmart and killed him. Yeah. No one was upset about that. Apparently, it was self-defense. Mm-hmm. But uh, the worst thing you can do in this society is to be transphobic. Apparently. That's worse than murder. <laughs> so they say. Yeah. I almost felt like when I said that, like I was uh, the guy from NCI. Or no, not NCI. I know uh, who you mean. David. And he would take off his sunglasses. Yeah, the blonde hair. Yeah, now he's redhead. And oh. he would say he would say something like, you know, like if the person was like, choked to death and he'd say like I bet they're all choked up and then they'd go and play the who and that was fun yeah it was like a big uh, guitar power chord or something yeah. right yeah yeah I felt like that when I said that <laughs> and being transphobic is the worst thing you can ever be and then <laughs> <laughs> so like there's a video yesterday of this tranny um, who thinks he's a woman because he's wearing a black wig just reading this poor Hispanic dude at a Sonic 
the riot act because they used the credit card and the credit credit card had his 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 male name on there because uh, he's a dude he's not a girl he's a dude um i don't think we should be required to play what's my mental illness the floor is lava Mm-mm. you can think you're a girl all you want but you're you're right to demand what other people think ends at your lips, bro. Yeah. So, you know, play whatever game you want. The rest of us aren't playing. Have you figured that out? But um, what Dave Chappelle was saying is that, that basically um, the whole the whole thing about progress, uh, you know, that all of these people are on the side of progress. And so Duh Baby ultimately came out and said, listen... I was just jealous of all the trans people because they're making so much progress instead of what the black people are making. So he did a really clever maneuver there. He basically said, I was racist because I'm mad about racism. This is brilliant. That is brilliant. That is some real soap that dude's selling. That's, <laughs> that's like me saying, I think my problem is, boss, I care too much. Nice move to baby. But I'm looking at this whole quote-unquote progress thing, and here's what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing is all these trans people going into these stores and bullying people with the camera out. You know, we saw this with, you know, it wasn't necessarily trans, but it was the gay rights thing. You know, going into this poor guy who doesn't want to bake your gay cake and ruining his life. That dude's life has been ruined. He's lost his sores. They never stop suing. It wasn't just the one lawsuit. They sue him constantly, and he is just a nice, mild-mannered man who has religious convictions that don't... He will bake you a cake. He just won't put what you want on that cake. And his life has been ruined. So here's what I'm seeing out of what quote-unquote progress means. And remember, this is the crowd about 2000, 2009, 10... 11 when we first got the internet where you know you can't bully on the internet cyberbullying is so bad this is this little boy girl and he was cyberbullied by his friends and now he committed suicide and cyberbullying is the worst thing ever but here's what progress really means to me when i see these people engaging in progress by bullying day workers bullying comedians ruining people's lives because they won't play the floor is lava what progress really means is it means tyranny. So when they say, oh, I'm a progressive or, oh, I am for progress or things like that, that's not what they mean. They're not interested in any sort of rational debate or any sort of mutual decision where we all come to a best path forward for society. What they are interested in is shaming, humiliating you bullying you and ultimately in many cases and coming soon to a theater near you violence that's what they mean by progress that's what antifa meant all summer long for two years in oregon burning down the courthouse hurting cops you know, hurting people, destroying people's businesses and livelihoods. That's what BLM meant when they burned all those cities. What they mean by the word progress progress is tyranny. And you can watch that video. There's that poor guy just trying to sell you some tots and those pretty cool drinks they have at Sonic. The slushy ones that are just like perfect, but it tastes like this is going to give me diabetes. 
that's that guy and he doesn't care like he and he's trying to be as nice as possible but that man who thinks he is a woman is in there bullying and intimidating and using the camera as the chill effect to let you know that yes this encounter is being recorded and and that person that man who thinks he's a woman didn't even care if he got any satisfaction or resolution because the hispanic man who runs the sonic the manager was trying to do his best to please this person and just at one point asking like what would you like to be called you know and it's still not good enough because what the tran man wants to do what tran man do tran man want to go to corporate corporate tran man want settlement tran man want policy changed tran man want little girls being molested in boys bathrooms and then he thinks that's a better society as opposed to what i think a better society is which is when kids go to the school lunchroom they should be able to get a high class like artisan baked cinnamon roll like i just had from sidecar donuts this afternoon and no that's not a pitch but i'm surprised at what we try to do in the society in the name of progress which is nothing more than bullying humiliation shame and violence to get your way than like what we could really do you know you look at kids schools like why do kids not have gourmet kitchens at their school that doesn't seem hard to unlock i mean like kids at least once in the day should have a really great meal but imagine like all schools have kitchen imagine you had like bakers in there and they were baking kids great treats and they had that smell in there and the kids felt like because that's what you feel when you get baked goods you feel warm and safe and loved and taken care of and that's what kids need anybody who disagrees with me you cannot disagree with me that is the most perfect point i've ever made that's what we should be having that is progress to me not yelling at somebody in the sonic parking lot because they won't call you by your floor is lava made up name and gender no we need to solve some real problems here like getting kids who are probably having a hard time in life and frightened to death some fresh baked goods at 10:15, so they can feel good and safe and warm in schools that would do a lot more than razor wire fences and diversity learning and all of that kind of stuff sugar yes it has its problems but it makes you happy and that would go a long ways right now and that is the podcast <laughs>